But no, I want to change Aboy's voice to match the levels. Have I just hit the right thing on the right? No one's going to understand what the fuck you were just talking about then. No, even the even the raw recordings going to be like, "What's he talking about?" Ah, it's the cold open for you. Oh, uh, we are. He's saying you... that I'm OCD. How could you? You are OCD. How am I OCD? Right, Skaz, <laughs> I remember the days when we used to set, when I used to come over like four o'clock in the afternoon to set the podcast up, and I might get home. I might we might start recording about midnight. I remember coming to yours when we did the rain live stream. I got to yours at I think quarter past eight in the evening. We didn't start the live stream till half past ten. Well, you know, I really wish we still had that. You know, twenty four hours. Let's do it again. Yes. Wait, that's PlayStation three. Yes. That's gonna take a bit of jiggery pokery to get that done. We can still do it. I'll emulate it. <laughs> Can you get a PS3 emulator? I think, I think they've launched one. PSX3, I think it's... They're working on that. When they, when, I remember when, when I got the PS2 emulator, they're working on that. PS2... PS2 emulation still isn't prime time yet, is it? No, it's, it's not bad. I play, the, trouble, the trouble is, is there's no... Uh, when I was last using it, there was no issue with um, analog controls because mm. the D-pad analog controls. If you ain't got, oh, yeah. if you ain't got the D-pad, obviously a keyboard is one off. So have I've you actually seen those analog um, keyboards? I've seen no. or heard someone talk of an analog keyboard. It's weird as. So, I suppose you know, I just thought the idea of like you could. I suppose it's not to using a shift key. When you want to type, when you so when you actually type an angry email, it automatically goes into all caps because you hit it really hard. There you go. That'd be great for programming because you've got all this in capitals like system dot out dot print. <laughs> so, wouldn't it be great if like when you've got those buttons which have got like ten different symbols on them and they're all analog controlled? It's precious. Like, it's like, oh, <laughs> right, so I want a question mark and light touch for that. Easy, easy, easy. In. Why do they not put a shift key? That'd be like that'd be something that Apple would do, wouldn't it? Take, <laughs> take, the, take, the, take shift the shift key, key away, away and make it precious. And the, yeah, and the control uh, and the control key away. It's like a light touch on a Z is Z, a mean touch is a capital Z, a heavy touch is undo. <laughs> Whoops, there's all your document gone. Hey, the can... power button's the same key. What's the most used key on a keyboard? Well, E, I'd imagine. They, e. Well, in my case, was the Heavy. <laughs> the power button. A light push puts it to, puts it to no, side. No, 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 no. no. You, want, you, want, you want one of your regular keys. The most used key heavy press is turn off. Yeah, that would be such an Apple thing to do. Mm. How many of them great monitor stand they've launched? Yes, well worth it, isn't it? Yeah, $1,000 for a monitor stand. Yeah. The monitor, I will give them, is actually worth the cash, but I don't understand. Why didn't they market it to say... The monitor and the stand yeah, look, for well, $6,000. Yeah, like, why didn't they say it's six grand for both? Or, as you go to the checkout, hey... Take the stand away, it's five grand. Why didn't yeah. they do that? It would have made it seem so much... Yeah. But no. Yeah. Instead, you're like, yeah, it's a five grand monitor, but the stand... It's like, no, 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 no. To be fair, I've heard, though, it's comparable to, like, sort of 10 or 11 grand monitors. I've been heard it's been comparable No, to. it is. A, it's so it's cheap, a... actually, as a monitor. It's quite cheap. For yeah, that... it's just the fact that the stand yeah. is... 
And let's also be honest, the people who it's aimed at aren't average Joe. No, well, it's not aimed They're at me, aimed it's at... not aimed at you, it's not aimed at like top-of-the-line YouTuber. This is aimed at movie production teams. And let's face it, if you're a movie production team, £1,000 on a stand is pocket change. Yeah. So. Basically, well, that's why I, I did say that to someone on on um, the Tinterwebs recently. I was like, "Look, just let this isn't for us." I mean, we can all jump up and down and QQ about it because um, he was talking about like what the thing can do. I said, "Exactly, this is a pro piece of kit." However, the average Apple fucking fan is not a pro. No, you know, pro piece of kit being sold by Apple. Average Apple yeah. user, no matter how much they fan tired out, they are not pros. You need to look at it like the red cameras. The, the, those red cameras are bloody expensive, but they're not aimed at even prosumer. Mm. They are aimed at high-end professionals. Well, let's be fair, though. Some YouTubers use red cameras. No reason to that's use That's what I mean. They're not, they're, that's, but there'll be some YouTubers who have that £1,000 stand. Mm. So it's... But they're not They're not in the right league. No. So that's... that's Don't QQ about it because it's really expensive. It is a pro piece of kit and you're not a pro. I think what Apple actually what Apple needs to do is actually they need to have two divisions. They actually need to have the professional grade division and the prosumer division. Is they need to split their product line and you know, have the have the pear division hmm. or the orange division. They can't do orange. You know, um, some other fruit division. Yes, it's some other fruit. That's the professional. Some fruit. other fruit division. Yeah. Um, I would like the some other fruit pro, please, <laughs> with the stand. Yeah. And that, that's what you need to do, separate it out. and Because people like, don't complain about, you know, you could buy, I mean, if you if you could go to, you could buy an Audi, mm. or you could buy a Volkswagen, which would be about five, six grand cheaper, but it's basically the same car. Or you could buy a Skoda, which is cheaper still, but basically the same car. Mm. Or you could buy a Seat, which is cheaper still, it's also the same car. All from the same manufacturer. They're all basically the same thing underneath. Yep. Maybe a couple of different features. Just luxuries here and, there. here and there. But you're paying part of it because it's a slightly, yeah, more luxurious vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's what's really the difference between a hundred grand, a million, million pound Bugatti Veyron and, you know, a high end like BMW, which is like 56 grand. Yes, it does. It goes a lot quicker. But really, that's the only big difference. A shit ton of engineering. Around a lot more engineering. Yeah, but when you actually boil down to its features on board... Yeah, when you actually boil it down, it's still just a car that takes you from... Yeah. Yeah. That's the same as the Apple situation, really. Yeah. We're defending Apple. This feels wrong. I know. Well, you got to remember, though. We Says have the both Apple been, iPhone user. Yeah, we have <laughs> both been Apple users. And I mean, I used to love Apple hardware back in the day yeah. because it lasted for a long time. It was built well yeah. and lasted. That and then, Pro 2005 still boots. Yeah. Still runs. However, if you buy a newer machine, like from uh, what, around 2012, they're shite. Absolutely shite. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Steve Jobs died. Well, there you go. I mean, look, the iPhone, that for the most part, they worked and lasted yeah. for a long time. But then just... Do you know what turned me off Apple in the end? They did some big back-end updates to the operating system, and a load of my software just stopped working. I was like, well, this is the only reason I actually use your operating system. It's not because it's simple. It's not because it looks good. It's not... Wasn't that when they introduced? Didn't that happen when they introduced boot camp, though? No, uh, well, no. Originally, that was a thing. Boot camp um, led over to no. It was. Um, you had Rosetta at yeah, first. Yeah. 
But then... Then Bootcamp came a thing. No, but my problem was that I was using um, some audio software, some live audio software, and they went from... I think this was like Snow Leopard up to like the, the mountainous fucking... Mountain Lion? No, no, no. They went like... It might have been Snow Leopard, Lion, Mountain Lion. It was around Lion, Mountain Lion time, and then they went to like Yosemite and stuff like that. Something in the back... Um, had changed and the software that I used just wasn't supported anymore. And the developer, it was only a small developer, they said, well, we, we can't really, we haven't really got the time or the manpower to do it. So, it's going to be like quite, it's going to be a kernel level something. So, funny how it talks to the CPU, something's changed. So, basically, when that piece of software went, I was like, well, this is one of the main reasons I use an Apple Mac. Yeah. Like, this software isn't available anywhere else. There are now Windows equivalents that are very good, but that wasn't the case like nearly 10 years ago. Mm. And so, I was like, uh, that's gonna, we're going to have to swap. We're going to have to change. And uh, when it came to buying the next few computers, we went uh, we went Windows. Yeah. Um, it was a nightmare because a lot of my software and, and, and stuff like that was locked into, or my files were locked into the Apple ecosystem. Yeah. But once I cut myself free, I was like, well, you know what? This is actually nice because I can move to where the hell ever I want now. Yeah. Um, and then become a Linux boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, I do like that. As, as we better say, Good evening, I'm Sophie Graham. Scazius, I'm oh, leaving yeah. all that in. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 116 of the Randers Podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is episode 114 isn't up yet, is it? That's because there's an issue. There was, right. Anyone that's been like, hang on a minute, 116. Where's 114 and where's 115? What's going on, Scaz? Ah, I've done them. I've done my job. I've done my job. Internet no like scares. That that does seem to be the thing, doesn't it? Because I thought it was the last episode that was going to cause us trouble. But it turns out we had a server issue. And every time, because you were here, you've witnessed it. Every time I try and send 114 to the server, it's just like, no. What I think it is, is it cuts off just as I start talking about Biosar Galactica. Mm-hmm. And I think your laptop might be a Cylon and doesn't want me to talk about it. That could very well be it. In fact, yes. Yeah, we can, we've discerned that's what the problem is. So yeah, so it is coming. We're, going, we've, we're trying alternative ways of uploading data. It's coming. Um, it is coming. It that's annoyed launched. me, though. That has annoyed me a lot. Yeah. Well, we were going back and control everything because neither of us check hangouts very often. It was like a two well, or three It doesn't matter, though, does it? Because yeah. it, doesn't even, it doesn't even update. Like, yeah. I haven't been getting notifications... New Google products, because we were talking um, in a previous podcast about um, finding Hangouts. a new service, because Hangouts is dying. Google don't actually put Hangouts on their new phones. Because I've I got a new smartphone after mine fell apart. Which confirmed, so what we read was it was going to be shut down, so... Mm-hmm. Can you download it? I haven't looked. I didn't even realise until today... Um, that it wasn't even on my phone. I didn't even look for it. Yeah. I, was so I like message scans. I mean, neither of us check out very often, so I message you. Then a couple of days later, I got a ply. Then I, I saw that like a couple of days later. <laughs> yeah. I messaged back a couple of days later. Then either, so it's, it's, it's basically, you know how when the spaceships go to orbit, there's like a time delay between them. Same as, like I said, though, that's only in between Mars, only about 20 minutes. So we're slower at getting communication between us than it is to send a message to Mars. I think we might need to talk to the folks at NASA. Yeah. To be honest. Guys, Recently, we've the got... Communications a... probably... 
So could you set us up with whatever it is you've got going? Because we clearly haven't got that. <laughs> <Very kind>. deadly, <laughs> yeah. We are re- we're doing really bad, and we've got modern internet connections. And they're like, yeah. you just need radios, guys. Radio? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if we set up a couple of antennas, we should be able to reach each other, with a thought. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Should we do that? Yeah. Do you know what would be really funny if we get like ham radios? <laughs> we yeah. just look out there, run, mate, the file. God. I was like, why would you do Discord for this? We could do, but we got this instead. Fuck Discord. <laughs> it's bad enough we were trying to use Hangouts. Yeah. What happens when yeah. Discord shuts down? Scars come in, scars come in. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. The upload has failed. The upload has failed. God, blimey. I really throw one listening up. <laughs> They're like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. yeah. The render has has not completed. The render has not completed. Yeah, it really tripped me out when you said that I was missing the end of the file. I was like, you said no, it wasn't. It's was like, well, it is. Here's a picture. Well, I even checked. I even checked the um the actual the the, the files. It was helping you checking the correct one. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but then I checked them. Um, well, we checked it this afternoon. Didn't yeah, we? we did, and it and was fine. Yeah, they're all fine. So then we were like, okay. That must have been the one that had the upload issue. And then we tried to upload it again. I was like, no, I can't upload. I was like, okay. You could have just just timed it out rather than spazzing and then saying... So I thought oh, the whole no. point of FTP pros is that you like pause and resume it. Well, that was the whole thing. Cause it, it says it fails. Or like the, 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 um, we've been disconnected from the server because of a TLS issue. But it then continues to fucking upload it. And I was like, okay, cool. So we're completed then. Not a problem. Cool, rock and close down, done. No. no. The header gets across, because all the file thinks it's 137. Yeah, but the fucking data doesn't. <laughs> no, the rest of no, it isn't there's there. no data there. The header's there, though. Can you not send up the back half? <laughs> so, guys, we're going to have to do some jiggery-pokery here to get this to work. Yeah. <laughs> I use a different server. We've got to use some technomancy yeah. to get this going. Yeah, good old Megra. We're uploading <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> so it is coming. I promise, I promise I've written the notes... I just need to embed the file. Because I'm efficient. Efficient. Was that the one that I, uh, I did the, the very day that it was done? or You've done most of them pretty quick. I was going to say, uh, uh, 1.15 I did it on the afternoon. Your turn has been pretty quick because I've been, I've been actually quite good to because I've been literally, because I now have Sundays every Sunday off. Mm-hmm. Then after the podcast, I'm sitting down on Sunday when all the family's gone out, put YouTube up on the big television, and I'm watching our podcast on the laptop. big television. Yes, because there are many small televisions around the well, big television. Well, my monitor's only. Tra- I've only got. I've got an ultra wide monitor. For a minute is- there, you just. I thought you were going to say I've only got a twelve inch monitor. I was like, <laughs> How do you work, Rams? Yeah, well, why would you need anything bigger than that? I've got a twelve inch CRT. CRT. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was on... 12-inch CRT. I've got me a Sony PVM. Yeah, I'm very eventually upgrade to colour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got my terminal here. <laughs> yeah. That's more I mean, my thing. Yeah. I mean, do you just bug again games run on Windows 3.1? <laughs> we just got Fallout 76 working on fucking DOS. Yeah. Did you, boy? Yeah. Look, I can't see it run, anything. It even runs faster. That's um, it's like a text adventure. So it comes yeah. out, you know, um, you're standing in uh, wasteland. And are there any pearly? Because I know Linux is technically mm. pearly command line based operating systems left that can like off all modern compliant can run everything. Well, just uh, no Linux, Linux is. Te- that's what I know. Linux, Linux is technically Unix. Yeah, really. 
just don't store. Well, I mean, as in, there's no GUI available at all. Because obviously, Linux tends to come under GUI. You can store out it, but I was going to say, yeah, but is is that not the same for BSD as well, though? I can't think it's BSD. Well, technically, has because PlayStation's got a GUI, isn't it? That's BSD, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. you can install. Um, online, you can you can install GUIs, but I can imagine because I mean, you just install a server distro. Yeah. Or a, a server va- a variant. I want to be an operating system that actively prevents you having a GUI. If you try no, and st- no <laughs> GUI for you, you No, you try and store GUI and it goes, eh, eh, I'm formatting that file. <laughs> yeah. so, Every time you try and install a GUI, I'm just going to wipe all of your drives. Yeah. Just like you were saying about um, a little SQL trick. Yes. SQL, SQL programming is a thing. Yeah, I had, I had someone. I met someone. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm going. I'm going to be like you're going to IT. I'm going to learn programming. Oh, I, oh well, how are you learning SQL? So I'm thinking SQL. SQL. I've never heard of it. I've never had a SQL. I was about mid there. I thought, how do they mean SQL? I thought because oh, that's the only thing I could think that you get the name SQL. I thought and I went and I thought I didn't have the heart to say that's not a programming language. So I just said it's a language. Good and job, uh, Ram. Yeah. Good job. I was trying to be diplomatic there. And then but he, that, he, kept, that really stunned me when she said sequel. Like, sequel. He tells me a little sequel. something, something, and I say to him, now that's mean, Ram. <laughs> Drop star from star. Delete everything from everything. No. <laughs> that is called a backup test. <laughs> that's what I said, is to see how good your backups are. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mean motherfucker. You, know you do that, and the next command you use on the terminal, which is sudo. That was no. sudo, was it dash r? Dash rn, isn't it? The command that fucks Linux up completely. There's loads of those. No, mate. no, but it's, it's I was what, just going to say, like, sudo and then anything install. Sudo package. No, no, this is a, it actually wipes, like, the, the main operating system. It's sudo, it's something like sudo dash rn, isn't it? I, wonder if it's I don't know if that direct. I don't know if they'd actually allow that, would they? Apparently. I mean, you, you. I'm sure it's someone like sudo dash. Because I was going to say that you're you're talking that would be remove everything from said directory, but then you're talking about root, so that would be. It's really easy to fuck up Linux. Oh yeah. In the grand scheme, but then it's also really easy to get it all back. I think it's sudo dash rm. The sheer number of times that I fucked up my distro doing something really daft and not thinking about it, and then going, "Well, better get that up and running again." And because as long as I've still got, as long as I, I can still type in commands, I can get it all back. Modular. Yeah. Rams. Rams looking stuff up. Don't worry I am. about I'm it. I'm looking up. Ah, oh, here is sudo rm dash rf. Yeah, uh, sudo um, remove. The Windows version of command is format C. Basically, don't do that. If someone says to you, hey, mate, type in sudo space rm space tac rf and then uh, forward slash, don't fucking do it. Yeah, it raised everything on the hard drive. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's, that's telling it to remove um, root. Yeah. Everything from root directory. So with root privileges, remove everything, <laughs> including files from 
So do that after you do the drop. That's called covering your tracks. <laughs> <laughs> after you run drop star from star. Like, or drop wild card from wild card. It's supposed to be technical. It's like, oh shit, the machine has just nuked itself. Oh, what happened? I don't know. It's my first day. And all of a sudden, look, <laughs> oh, the, the power drill just slipped multiple times into the hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. a bucket of water <laughs> just flew over the server cabinet. I mean, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. <coughs> I don't know why the sprinklers activated in that room. Why have you got sprinklers in there? I don't know. We don't have sprinklers in there. It's and a all of a pipe. sudden, the magic smoke escaped. <laughs> you got. It's hard to keep magic smoke in the machines, you know? Yeah. I had someone come today, and he came in, he said, oh, he said, cutting through something and what brought power to about so I was cutting through something and the what it started smoking out the sign stopped work. I said, Well there's your problem, you let the magic smoke out. <laughs> I said they put the magic smoke to make it work and you let it out. And it took him a spend it took him a second to twig what I just said, then he laughed. <laughs> I don't know if it was polite laughter. Or are you uh, cunt? <laughs> yeah. How how bad for you is magic smoke, by the way? It's really bad, isn't it? I'm sure it's pr- it must be pretty bad. I was going to say, I had a rumor. I, mean, I wouldn't want to saw, like, go down, oh, magic smoke, whiff. I, I actually had a router a while ago, and a, a bad power supply was plugged into it, and it popped. But it, it, it still worked. It's probably full of heavy metals. It would just kind of, kind of, Magic smoke. I'm now going to Google blue smoke electronics and find out what it's made out of. And it's yeah, going to be all bad stuff. What is magic smoke made? <laughs> it was um, yeah. Well, it wasn't very. I mean, it doesn't work anymore, obviously. But um, I quite like that thing, you know. Yeah. It's poor with this. What was it an old D-Link? An old D-Link router. Magic. Is he got a Wikipedia entry for magic smoke? You gotta keep the magic smoke in there, mate. Factory smoke, blue smoke, angry pixies, or the genie for the caustic. That is a good start. Oh shit! Produced by severe overstress of electronic surface components, causing overheating and company release of smoke. The smoke typically smells of burning plastic and other chemicals. The color of smoke depends on which components are overheating, but it's commonly white or grey. Marshes eventually leads results of component failure, but without prior attempt displays of release of smoke. Can I just throw out there, I was already brain damaged before this happened. Yeah. You know it's going to be good since it's caustic smoke. That that means, um, good for you? Uh, no, it's base. Acids are different. Sorry, I'm just... Re- I, the, this is a really... This is our typical podcast. Just I was, random nonsense. I just wanted to throw out there. The, the reason I'm so stammery here is I'm realising, oh my God, I really fucked up. It's that moment when he realised he fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> sitting, sitting in a room with magic smoke coming out of the back of that thing was probably not a good idea. Mm. Cool, though. Probably not. Oh, well. uh, it's probably like, you probably like increase your chance of cancer by not, 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 not 1%. What was this someone said to me? Oh, yeah, eating, what was, what was this other one? Eating, um, eating chicken nuggets increases the risk of cancer. And I was like, well, I guess I'll die then. <laughs> Using deodorant increases risk of cancer, which is why I don't use any. In that case, I guess I'll die then. Yeah, the thing is, is there anything that, against thing, cotton? Not yet. I'm sure we can find something. Water? Now, it's a known fact that everybody who's ever died has had water inside them. <gasps> I guess I'll die then. Yeah. Do you know, it's crates of water found in every major Wait, water hang course. on. <laughs> Nearly. Pure dye dehydration. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. I was like, what do you mean, fucking 
nearly everyone. Yeah. You did say you did say nearly, right? I think I said I think I was on nearly and I went to everybody, but then but I'll take nearly back because that is tech, more tech, probably technically true. Well I reckon he was on dehydration, it's probably some water left. Probably. They tried freeze drying on his dehydration to see if we get more out of them. Should we try it? Yeah, we've got a volunteer. Where's Bard? Yeah, <laughs> we want to find someone. I mean, in fairness, I did suggest to Bard, because I've seen Bard quite recently. I said, look, mate, you've died and come back so many times, but you're going to have to die at least one more time because I need to win that grave digging competition again this year. Yeah. And he was fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, well, you know. Of all the laser levels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going proper probe this year, are we? I've got the GPS system as well. Defending the title. Yeah. You can't let the, you can't let this those scummy bastards we'll, cheer first. We'll be letting the, the you know the, the guys from the, the locals will turn up and they'll be there with their shovels and that's it. And we'll be there we'll be the foreign aggressors with what, all of our high technology. You, know, you see those things that used to plant bulbs that like go down and sort of clock together and lift up. Hmm. I'm thinking building one, getting engineered so it's precision engineered, that's got like a big scoop and it goes down. And we'll just lift out a perfectly rectangular piece of ground. And it's got to be ridiculously over-engineered. Oh, yeah. Ridiculously over-engineered. It will, it, will, it will cost several million pounds. But it's... Mounted so- to a bespoke... It won't even be like something that gets mounted, say, like a teddy hand. It'll be to a bespoke piece of machinery it gets mounted to. Only available for that purpose. I don't know, although I have heard birds attacking. So maybe... We have, just in case anyone's curious, a baby crow. Have you? What have you called it? Brendan. Brendan the crow? Really? Really? It's technically Brandon, but okay. Uh, uh, I take it you've never seen the crow? I've seen a crow. Not Star- that crow. Starring Brandon Lee, the crow. No. Brandon Lee, is that like sort of like Bruce Lee's sort of It's brother? Bruce Lee's son. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. I was thinking that'd be flippant. But he's actually here. Yeah, Why would Bruce Lee could have named his son Brandon? Yeah, but Brandon. Of all the names he could give his son, Brandon. Well, it doesn't matter. He's dead anyway, so. He was dead. Oh, I thought he was about Brandon for a second. No, I'm thinking, how is Bra- So Brandon's dead as well? Yeah, Brandon and Bruce are dead. Yeah. Brandon was killed during the filming of The Cry. What? I thought it was a film. No, in the in the crow, the character of Brandon Lee gets shot, but at one point, so it's considered a, a hardcore accident. I'm using bunny ears here because you know we're putting on our conspiracy top hats whilst drinking lager. Carling, Carling, shit lager. That works. Mm. Basically, what happened was um, the the guy who manages the guns on set. Yeah, I remember. Right, um, he was supposed to have loaded up with um, dummies. Right, and so in the in the film, Brandon's character gets held, and then he gets shot. Nothing's supposed to happen. Just so you know, it looks like a flash and a piece of paper. Like, isn't like paper or something in there? Uh, it's usually gunpowder, but I think it depends how close range because also yeah, blank, sure. blanket short range can still kill. Yeah, for sure, because it's got like a little a tiny ball it's of got, paper or something yeah, to that effect, yeah, it's, it? We used to fire blanks when we used to do reenactments and So um basically that's what it was supposed to have in it. However, they say that some of the uh crew 
cast and crew were fucking around with some of the guns without this guy knowing, and they were shooting at birds on set or something to that effect. So when it came to Brandon getting shot on screen, there was an actual bullet in the gun because no one thought to check it. I see. I would. I per, although I, I can get. That, I would say I would someone say should if, have checked that. The I second would. It was exactly, about I was going to say if you're the armorer, I think you. I'm pretty sure if you're the armorer, you check it before the scene is shot. Yeah, Why would you ever even have the guns out of your sight? That's it. But so that to me sounds like the armor is well. I'm, I'm just if, one, if that's true, he's bloody incompetent. Yeah, for sure. That's why a lot of people think it was a hit rather than an accident. No, I think it's still official incompetence for sure. More likely, yeah. Never put down to malice what can be explained with incompetence. Mm-hmm. And I put down to incompetence. Yeah, sounds like because you, there are shit people in every industry for sure. So I put that down to incompetence. But yeah, so hey. he he died on set. All right. Brandon, though. Why yeah. Brandon? Well, because I mean, Bruce's name is... It's not actually Bruce. I can't remember his actual Here's my son, name. Nigel. Nigel Lee. Nah. I mean, Brandon. I don't know. <laughs> should we get to the actual podcast? Yeah, we've been gone start? for about yeah. six yeah. hours. Okay. I'm not cutting any of this out. Uh, 29 minutes. We've not actually discussed anything 29 yet. minutes. Enjoy it. But, yeah. This is what they come kind of behind the scenes this of Crow and Renards. Look, just think, we talk. We actually are first. You mentioned that shit we talk when we're off air. What we talk about. Mm. And it's worse what? than this. Yeah, we do gather on an awful lot, don't we? We do. It's we good. do. Um, anyway, games have been playing. Have we been playing games? I haven't played a game. Um, I was, I'm surprised that I'm well, a bit worried well, well I played two but I can't remember well, what they were <laughs> I, I planned to actually finish the game today before I came over here um, uh, do you remember a couple of years ago I talked about a game called Code 7 mm. which is like a hacking game yeah well they released another two episodes of it so I thought myself was it episodic it was episodic yeah they really, when I spoke about it they released episode 0 and episode 1 episode Clever. 0 was well, episode 0 was the free Basically, it was free. Mm. And episode one was when you paid for. So episode zero, is, episode zero is basically the demo, right? Um, oh, so I think yeah, they were trying to be a bit clever. Oh yeah, for sure. So episode zero and episode one, and I talked about it, and then I was going to mention the release last episodes. Well, to be honest, they took their sweet time about getting everyone's release, and to the point that only they released episode two and three at the same time, oh. and they released them like a month and about a couple of months ago. Ben, I talked about this game two years ago, so it's took like best part of like two years to get the last next two episodes out. Has it been this... a quiet year? No, no. Oh. I was about to say it to you because I, I thought myself. Well, I know it's been a long time, but the fact that they like spanked them both out right on top of. One I think another. they must have been developed code of everything at the same time. Okay. Well, that's what they said. They've been developed basically at the same time because they saw it to make sure they interlinked well, and as a result, they thought they could release them both at the same time. Sure. Okay. So I'm playing that and. I thought myself, it's only a couple of episodes. I've done episode of games before. I can get these both because I got home from the farm about probably about quarter past half past twelve. Yeah. Got home, had a shower, depigged myself as I call it. Yeah. Um, watched the muck flow away into the down the pipe, and um, I thought, I don't know I'll play. I'll play both this episodes today. Before I come to Scott, before I go to the podcast, I'll play them both, and then I can say how the games come so along. Fresh in memory, then. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to just quickly? Well, keep going and then rewind to tell people. I will re- do. Give I'll them a refresh. I will do, yes. So, 
at about quarter two, I started playing episode two. Right. I finished playing episode two at half past seven. Oh. So, quality-wise, it's bloody bit good, because that took me fucking, what, five hours? Good That's not bad for an episode. An episode. And I think, actually, I think that the other ones are quite episodic as well. So, Code 7, what it is, is they call it a hacking adventure game. Mm-hmm. So you play, you interface, your screen basically looks like this. You have, a, it's in three sections. Your bottom section is like your command interface. And you also have like a little character portrait of who's talking and so forth. And that's where you put all your commands. Okay. Top right, you have a map of wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And top left is like your, your log. And okay. all the conversations appear there. When people are talking, they all appear here. Actions. Actions all appear there, what you do and so forth, the commands you give and so forth. And you basically, how the game starts, um, you were, now I've got this memory because I haven't played the first two again because I want to refresh memory. I thought I'd just leap straight in. Mm-hmm. You were on a ship that was going to investigate a base with a, another colleague. When you got there, your ship got captured or shot down. Something happened to it. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm playing this about two years ago, so this is all from memory. And you had to, you found yourself with access to a computer and your colleague did access to a computer. So you basically had to help her through the base by like opening doors for her. Oh yeah, I remember and you'd this, see yeah. on the map, and so you could like okay, open doors, and you could and there'd be like waypoints as well, so you could say right, okay, go to this place here. Because um, at some point she encounters like there's a a killer robot comes at her, and she manages to run into like a lift, and door closes, but the door the lift won't move. And the robot starts bashing its way on the door, trying to break through. And you have to very quickly go into the database, try and find the reference code for this robot so you can find its override code. And obviously you're having to hand type these commands in while you're doing this and get your way through it. And Just so panic- you know, Ram did the panic typing motion. I did, I did the full-on movie hacker mode where I'm just rounding here in keys on the keyboard. Mm. I mean, it helps you out a lot because it's because there aren't many commands. This ain't hacknet. There's not as many commands as hacknet. Hacknet's more of the simulation of being a hacker. This is more hacker-style interface, but it's mainly a story game. Yeah. So you're sat there, you're tapping away, and it, it gives you all the commands that like, will tell you, right, okay, these are the possible things you can type in. And you can literally, as soon as you put the first letter, it appears on screen. You can hit enter and go to the next stage. You're not having to type every command out of No tab complete. <gasps> there is tab complete as well. Oh, good. But you don't have to do it by default. So okay. if I, so let's say the command is system.intelligence. As soon as I type in system.i, it'll just pop up intelligence. If I hit enter, it'll just recognize that as a okay. command. Um, unless there's no, if there's two commands, we have i, in which case it doesn't. Um, so you do this, you and then I said you had to. I had to quickly find this code, and I was able to interface the robot and shut it down. Long story short, she eventually finds you as a brain in a jar, and you've been uploaded to a computer. So you're not interfacing with the terminal; you are the terminal. All right. And she eventually, you have to help her get off the base by navigating through patrols and so forth, by telling her when to move to the next locations to avoid patrol routes. Um, and you just by giving waypoint commands like move a bit like a. Think like a te- like a point and click adventure, but you're or telling old, or an old text adventure. Yes, yes, very much like a text adventure. We are saying, but you've actually got a map, so you say. So on the map, there'll be like the location okay. point, or as they called it back in the day, interactive fiction. Mm. <laughs> so the map will have like um, location R one, R two, R three, and you'll say like, okay, move to R two, move to R three, okay. and you'll use it to navigate around and so forth. That's basically how the interface works. Um, and 
Yeah, that's basically that's basically principle work. So it's like you are interviewing for a terminal, but I said a lot of it's story focused. So when you're talking to people, you'll be giving like responses back through your terminal through using the number keys one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And it's very heavily leaning on the story side of things. So there'll be dialogues of characters. You can do things like you can take control of microphones and rooms, listening on people. Um, you can, you know, you can obviously access. You can navigate your way through a network by jumping from computer to computer to computer. They have to be networked together. So some networks, they might, you might have like um, air gaps in the network, thank you from jumping from one system to, systems to another. Um, you can do things, as long as you're nearby, as long as one of your characters, who you're, you don't control, you do sort of control them, but they are their own people, they'll do their own thing. As long as they're there, you can, and they're near Caputo, you can access it. Okay. It's all like carry you around almost. Um, it's quite good because the, the, it works very much like... Um, a bit like text, very much like almost like a bit, a bit like D and D. So characters will go into a room and go right. I'm in a room. It's obviously the bedroom. It's an absolute mess in here. Um, there's a bed that's got lots of pillows on it. And there's a suitcase that appears to be open. A desk with stuff strewn all over, and a bookshelf with well, some books have been rearranged. And they'll say you can say okay, interact with the bookshelf, and then they'll go and interact with it. And they'll tell you something. And how you advance the stories by you know following clues and so forth. Sure, it's kind of in that it will it will it lets you. It doesn't ever explicitly tell you what to do. It'll give you a vague objective. Then you so it's like right, figure out yourself. So you have to actually think about what you're doing. You can't. It won't like handhold you the whole way, which you is can't quite just neat. Wing it. No, and there are points where you have to find like um, key code bits. So I had this section of the one I played today. I had to. Basically, it would give me a challenge phrase, and there'd be a decode phrase to go with it. Mm-hmm. But the decode, but what was interesting, the challenge phrase, the decode phrase was like an extra step in between. So the decode phrase would be like, okay, here are your decode phrases, here are the reference IDs 176, 173, 245, and so forth. But the challenge code would be like AST, and you have to work out what the link is. Okay. To be honest with you, I just haven't figured that link out. Okay. Um, so you're still gone then? I've completed. What I did was, the first challenge code was AST, and I guessed. I've got about eight commands. I've got one eight chance of being right, so I guessed. I was wrong. I went back to this file and had a look again see if I missed something, and I saw it said disallowed this code, and the usage number was 172. But its next challenge phrase was ASD. I thought, well, that's two letters the same. Let me have a look. And there was another one there, which was 174. I thought, well, that's two layers the same. That difference could be the four. So I went back here and put that code in. It was the correct code. Oh, I'm not, I still don't figure out how that links together. Unless I missed something, and there's like a, some sort of cipher, like one means this, um, and I missed it. I don't know. I have no idea how that linked together. Worked, though. That's it worked. That's it. I got through it. I, yeah, it was a guess, but it was a logical guess. Mm-hmm. Um as long as you can do logical guesses, and you don't know how they're right. And that was it. I don't know how it was right, but it worked. Um, so, that was episode... So, episode zero, um, you are in this base. Episode one takes place on Mars. Your ship you're flying back with, because basically there's an evil AI, and it's trying to get back to Earth, and it's going to take care of the world, basically. And it's Is it first- not satisfied with just one world? No, what's take care of Earth, really? Oh. Um, so you end up very career driven. Oh, it is. 
Well, you end up where you ought ever have, don't they? You end up on, you end up crashing. Has anyone ever told him it's a shithole? Yeah. And that's why we left for other planets. Well, it is a shithole, though. On Earth now, nearly everything's extinct. Mm. You know, pollution is horrific to the point that they peel their... People there basically are they suffer from disease called doom. Called they called um, what's it called doom lung or something like that. Right, uh, means that basically people growing up there, you're going to die from just pollution. If you okay. live on Earth, you will die from pollution. Whether it's sitting in your lungs, something like that, you're going to die as a result of it. So people are trying to get people who can are moving off world. So it's doing it for the lols? I don't really know what its plan is. To be honest, it's not very clear what its plan is. It just is. It's it's an, it doesn't mean really, it's no. It's not explaining itself to you. It's yeah, been, it doesn't want it doesn't want to be a Bond villain that you can follow no. his plan. All it does is says quickly. It's like you may think this is weird what I'm doing, but you'll understand one day. It's like okay. So on your deathbed, real life land. Like you're just gonna be like you're gonna be laying there. Real life, yeah. just laying in this bed, dying. Mm. And you're like, holy crap. Yeah. And then I'll probably get a message on Hangouts, so I'll see it three days after you're dead. Yeah. It's, and I'll freak you hell out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I'll set a time limit on my PC. Um, it's, it's quite... Oh, actually, it's, it's very good at world building. They really have... It's the, the story's been written by one guy. Hmm. But he's done a really good job of world building and getting costs. And it's, as it's a really involved story, I'm really on episode, there's, there's five episodes total. They still really haven't released episode four yet, which is obviously technically the fifth episode, because it's obviously episode zero. Yeah, zero one. Um, but I, said, I remember the last one, I think, I think episode zero took me a couple of hours to get through. Episode one, I think, must have took me about four or five. And this last one took me about seven. That's pretty good going. It's made by about two people. Yeah, for sure. There are there are triple A games that aren't yeah. near that. I long. mean, it's, it helps the fact that it's a simple interface. Mm. That helps. Um, they're also being very clever. They keep adding in new mechanics into each episode. Now, I can't want to add in for episode um, two. Actually, no, episode one. What they did so you had a way that you had like you, you episode one allows you these man in the middle attacks. Basically, you go into a network. Mm-hmm. And you'd have to like sort of like jump between nodes to get make a link to the other path of it, but there'd be like programs searching around for you and so forth. You had to try and avoid them. Okay. And you had to do like sort of man in the middle attacks, sort of very vaguely do it. What well, this one's introduced introduced basically three mechanics. Uh, so two. So you have two. You 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 have two. You work for two agents, and all the agents have all these agents have um, animal sort of names. So your agent bear and agent raven. Agent Raven, she's got the ability that she has this hollow disguise. Okay. That she can basically change herself to look like somebody else. Now, to do that, she needs idea look at what they look like, obviously. Their face print, as in like a holographic face print. All oh. the scan, was all the scans use holographic face prints to read people. Um, and obviously a voice recording if she needs to speak to people. Because without the voice recording, she'll just sound like her. So it's okay if you're going somewhere they don't know what you sound like. You know, she can sort of get away with it. But if right. she's going somewhere people know her or know the person she's infiltrating, she has to hide herself like it. She always says, like, be careful who you pick. Because if you pick someone who's there, I might run into them. I, sure. did, I did accidentally do this while I was in a place where I disguised myself as somebody and accidentally went to his office. And I walked in the office and he just went, what the fuck? What the... And he just really had a what the hell moment. Then he suddenly realised you're a shapeshifter, 
and that was sort of like game over. Yeah, game over, man. Yeah. Um, that's when you, cause you have to, I'd sort of like then hack around, try to find out who to infiltrate as, and then find data on them and so forth. Um, she also had to, uh, she might have to like encounter programs and AIs that might like challenge her back, say, okay, if you're so and so, tell me about what's your date of birth. And then you have to find that information in advance so she can like try and answer the questions. And if she hasn't got it, she hasn't got it. Sure. The other guy, Bear, he has this tactical mode where he basically, when you, he works similar to how the other one game, where you basically told people, go here, go there, and so forth. What you have to do with him, you have to actually plan a route. Mm-hmm. And he'll follow the waypoints to the target. What you can do with him, though, is you can like pause him there's a control coup just pause him it's actually i think a response to because the trouble with the old system of having to tell people to go every step of the way it was very easy to accidentally type in the wrong number and send them where you want them to whereas okay. whereas this way because you plan it in advance his route is going to take and you just pause him you can plan where he's going to lay low and where he's going to stop and you just then pause him on the route Mm-hmm. That actually works better. I think that might have a response to that other system to be a little bit all clunky to play with. Sure, I get Particularly it. if you're trying to sort of navigate past enemies, it's quite clunky. Right. Um, so he basically, yeah, so he basically works away through that. Um, the final system they add in is they add this thing called uh, Muffet, who is a little robot that you, but he you knows like small spaces like air vents and so forth. Um, and his little mini game is you get the air vent and there'll be a little slight corridor and there'll be a target. And maybe button the door, the door maybe the target might be closed by a door, where there's a button to open it, and so forth. However, you don't interact with them directly, you write a program. So you have to look so the program might be as simple as go forward, go forward, go forward, turn left, go forward, turn right, go forward, push the button, turn left, turn left, turn round. Go forward, turn left, forward, go forward. And it's all those kiddie scripting toys. It's like Logo. However, you've got a limited number of lines. Oh. So at first, it's all right because the lines don't only match up with what you've got to work with. And the lines will match the solution. The line, you have enough lines to do the solution, no more, no less. Okay. So it's pretty much like one solution to everything. And he'll just follow the command so forth. At first, you've just got basic go left, go forwards. Um, go right simple commands like that later on you'll get access to while loops and also access to if statements as well so you can put decision making in there as well I will admit I got a bit frustrated because obviously I found that quite straightforward being programming as a hobby that was very straightforward to me however I was also I'm used to in programming having access to commands that it didn't have access to so for example the while loop you have to give it condition and it's very limited to what conditions you can have so it's all it's all um, context based. There's no you don't type in the commands yourself. So you just actually your main commands are go forward, push button, turn left, turn right, and that's it. It's all you need to do everything you need to do. Okay. Your while statement is you stop the while loop. So a while loop for anyone who doesn't know, because okay, I might be saying some people might know programming, a loop just repeats itself constantly. Whilst the condition is met. Uh, and interestingly, the condition is checked at the start of the loop. Hmm. So, okay, before I run this loop, is this condition true? If it's false, if it's not true, then I'll run the loop. If it is true, 
or I'll do, oh, sorry, if it's true, I'll run the loop. If it's not true, that's it. The loop ends, and we don't run it anymore. Mm-hmm. As opposed to um, and doing two loop where it checks at the end. Subtle difference, but it makes it, it can be useful programming. It's important. It is important when you need it. Um, so in this um, setup, the while loop, your conditions are no wall right, no wall left, no wall front, or wall right, wall left, wall front. Okay. So whether those are true or false. So there's no not statement in there. It's, it's in conditions. That's the same for the if statements. It's the same for everything else. The trouble was, there's a point where I was doing a program and I had to use the command no wall left, no wall front. I didn't need to do that. I could just, if, if I was writing an actual program, I'd just write true because it, it just needs to execute constantly. It doesn't need to stop because my code will get it through it. I don't need it to stop. Right. I don't need a, a statement that makes it stop. So I just need to, I just need to put on the while loop true so it never ends. And I was getting frustrated. like, I could do this so much more efficiently. The way you want me to program is yeah. not efficient. I could save five lines of code doing it my way. Why, why, why is there no break statement that breaks out the loop? That got me a little bit frustrated. Was. But again, obviously, they are trying to obviously people who don't know how to program make it easy for them. One thing I did find interesting, though, was they say there's a tutorial of how to do it. So the guy speaks to you at the start of the first bit, okay, this does this, and there's like three levels of it, which get harder and harder. He never gives you any guidance for the other two levels. It's like, okay, if statements do this, try the next challenge. Okay, next challenge, right? I'm not going to tell you any. It's just, it's just silent. It's like, we're well, not training anybody here because no one knows. You have, to, you have to work out for yourself how to solve the problem. It's like, well, for the tutorial section, I think you should tell people mm. or give them the idea of what you can do. Because I found it quite straightforward because I know those tricks already. Yeah, for sure. So I would think that would throw a few people. I can imagine a few people getting stuck on that section. Um, so those are big guys, and I said it's brilliant. Basically, you know, it's it's it's. I was surprised actually how much bigger each episode's got. I was a bit worried it's going to lose itself a little bit as it's been. You know, it's been like two years, but no, I was fully engrossed. So I was quite upset for the next sort seven. You gave hours it rave reviews last time. I did, I yeah. Remember, yeah. I mean, I was sort of getting a bit wary of it because. I will admit, when after a year nothing had come out, except I hadn't come out, I was like... You think I ended up hitting development hell. Yeah, I think this is vaporware. Are we never, never going to see the end of this? And so I was a little bit like that. But now I've released it to two, there's only one episode left to go. I think it's going to be a really neat little game. Um, but yeah, I can't... I do heartily recommend it. If you like... Uh, I said, it's not... Don't think Uplink, don't think Hatnet. Think that style in it's more of a text it's close to a text adventure than it is to a hacking style game True. although it uses a lot of the sort of motifs of hacking as its backdrop if i'm honest but yeah really nice little game cool so scazzies have you been doing anything i have i'm now trying to remember what the hell they were though um last time we were talking i would have been playing crackdown yeah this time round, I decided for the lols. Oh god, I think I've played three games since since last time. Wow, that's terrifying. It is. <laughs> I have a question actually. Um, did you ever finish Final Fantasy VII? No, I I actually got. I reached a stage where I was so. I reached a roadblock, not a. Difficulty roadblock, but like my 
your ability to process shit. <laughs> yeah, got like knocks on the head. I re- I got to um, the arcade. You placed the golden gold saucer. Gold saucer, awful. And I, I got there. It's like I, it just killed it for me. I was like struggling. I was saucer. struggling through it. It's like, and I, this wasn't long after I got that stupid cat Sif character. Yeah, I, and I was I hated that character. I fucking hated him. It's like he's just stupidly communicating. I don't want him in my party. I want him gone. I want to erase him from the date from the game. He's handy later, but uh... I don't give a shit. He's handy later. He's never going to be in my party. Well, so unless apart from when he's forced to be in your party, no, he, he's he's a he's a handy story um, element. Well, I'll, I'll happily expel that part of the story because I hate him. <laughs> Stupid. I don't want the comedy character. I've got cool cats in my party. I don't want cat Sif in my party. Mm-hmm. And I got to go. And after I got to Gold Saucer, I was like, I just could. I just couldn't did you go get on. To the point where you. So minor spoiler for a little bit ahead. Did you get to the point where the murder happened and you get thrown below Gold Saucer? Or did you no. literally just no? Wow, you missed some massive character development. There. I got. I literally. I got. I. I was. I was really wrong for I got to Gold Saucer. I just. It, I'll be honest it, with you. But I, I literally, I literally, um, I can't. I just saw. It's almost like I just saw. It just burnt out of it. It just knocked me out of the game. Yeah, and I just. Like, admit, I, I can't. I can't. Console, so. I can't play. It. I just. I will. It's one of the things I thought. I'll have to come back and play this at a later date, but I've just never gone back to it. I recommend that you do, um, because there is some pretty hardcore character development coming up. Yeah, I mean, I was liking it all the way up to that point. Gold so- there are a few points in Final Fantasy 7 where I do want to bite through a table even myself. Um, because yeah. one of the things I've been doing recently is playing through Final Fantasy 7. Um, oh, right. Because well, um, have they done the relaunch yet? No, no. The remaster hasn't come out yet. Because I was thinking I might pick up the remaster. See, I worry about the remaster. And I've talked to Bard on stream about this. That um, Final Fantasy 7 is very anti-corporate. Um, it is, you yeah, know, and I and very environmentalist as well. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, very interesting parts in Final Fantasy VII that I think wouldn't fit today, and I worry that in the remaster they're going to pull them. I would imagine I, the bit I can see him pulling today would be the bit where he has to pretend to be a woman to get into that guy. Yeah, I can imagine him pulling that section. Yeah, I mean, I didn't find it offensive. I could see how some people would think it'd be a bit. I could see how some people might might consider it. the people who probably would sh- sh- the group who would if he should be offended probably won't care, mm-hmm. but some people who aren't in that group will find it offensive on both sure. half. There are also parts you got to think that um, Eris is actually quite a sassy lass as well, isn't she? She's very mm. forward. I imagine that that would be rewritten. You think? I think that actually that would um, being a sassy would be ideal. I, w- I would have thought they kept that going. If not making well, it worse, so would. Well, because she's practically thrown herself at Cloud right at the start yeah. as well. So uh, I, I think we've got a definition of sassy. No, because she does have a bit of sass there, but then there are parts where she's literally throwing herself at Cloud. So yeah. she's got the attitude, and then all of a sudden she becomes... Because everyone looks at Tifa as the kind of sex object of the game. Hmm. But the one that acts out on it and has the most tood... Is Eris. Yeah, I would say Eris is a strong character in Tifa. Hmm. I wonder if they'll change it and because it, and I'll make it so you can save Eris. 
No, it wasn't, no. You think? But that was no. in, there, there was You'd be complete, the code was in there though for the original game. They just never finished it. You would completely rewrite the canon of the game if you did that. But there was a section of the game where you could originally in the old code they found the bit you could actually, there was a bit where you were going to have to save they just never finished it well like I say if, if you put that in you'd completely fuck the canon of yeah. the game if you could save Eris spoiler alert Eris I just want they might re-finish re that bit of code off I, no because that that would fuck up all character motivation from that point on mm. I mean that would completely destroy yeah. all motivation from um, from that point on but yeah but I could see him putting it back in I could see him doing it Sure, but like I say, if you were to succeed, then you that would fuck the story completely. Because, mm. I mean, you've got to think Final Fantasy VII isn't just Final Fantasy VII. No. It's um, Before Crisis, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, and then Dirge of Cerberus and Advent Children. If you fiddle fuck ass around with that one yeah. piece, you've completely destroyed all the other stuff. Perhaps they, that's the only way it would make it possible, but incredibly difficult. Mm, sure, maybe. Cloud would lose a fair chunk of motivation from that point. Mm. And near enough, the entirety of Advent Children would disappear. Oh. Um, we'll be interested to see. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I worry that the remake, they, they, they'd, change, they'd change a fair bit. Um, it looks very nice, but I, I do worry mm. that they're going to change some of the things about Final Fantasy VII that really made it great. In the grand scheme, I've already said that in Final Fantasy VII, if you if you want to remake Final Fantasy VII, just give me Final, old Final Fantasy VII story with Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core's playstyle. Mm. I'd be happy with that. Um, yeah, I've been I, I I've been randomly playing Final Fantasy VII on the one of the re-releases. Uh, this time on the Xbox One, it recently got re-released. Really? Well, it got re-released on um, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch, and I bought it on both because I, I saw it on Switch. I put it on Switch. We recently started playing Xbox One again as of like May. Start people mop Bethesda for putting Sky on everything. Well, <laughs> um, so what? Yeah, well that's it. Like I mean, Final Fantasy VII. I'm thinking about it. I've, I own it on PlayStation One, PSP, PlayStation Three. Um, PS Vita, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox. Mm. And then obviously I've got the, you know, I can emulate it on anything I want. Oh, and I own it on um, Android <laughs> as well. Is like it on Android? Yeah, there's a, a version that was ported to Android. Um, so I own it on a, on, a, on a lot of platforms. It's one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. Um, God damn it. Yeah, I, I started playing through one of those. Kind of, I started playing Final Fantasy VI with Bard. Final Fantasy VI is one of his favourites. He came round and, and he was uh, trying to trying to explain to me why Final Fantasy VI is the best Final Fantasy um, out there. But Final Fantasy VI was never released in the UK. Because well, like, wasn't seven like, the first one that we... the first one we got was um... oh fuck me what was it called. Uh... Mystic Quest. Which one's that? Is that an actual? No, it's is that, a, it is was that a, a number. That's not a number. No, game. it was a, it was a spin-off. It was called in <coughs> Japan. It was called Final Fantasy USA, which was a dumbed-down RPG for the American audience. Mm. Uh, but that was technically the first Final Fantasy that we got. Yeah. Uh, then we got Final Fantasy Seven. Seven was the first mainline 
uh, Final Fantasy game that we got, and it was an amazing title. All right, it had its flaws, but it was an amazing title. Good story, nice characters, solid characters, plenty of characters, uh, pretty decently sculpted world. Um, and yeah, my gods, I've been I've been playing that through again. As I say, on the Xbox, because it's been re-released on absolutely fucking everything. And I've actually experienced some things that I'd never seen before. Really? Yeah, I have never... In My memory's pretty bad, but I don't ever remember going into the Honey Bee Inn. At, uh, at the, so, you know, when you go from... Um, you blow up the reactor... Yes. You fall through the church roof, meet Eris for the second time, and then head to Sector 7, <coughs> which then leads to Wall Market. Yeah. Which is where you meet the Don, where you have to dress up as a chick. Um, and at one point, you can go into um, the Honey Bee Inn, which is like a, a prostitute's place, I guess. I vaguely remember a massage parlor or whatever. I vaguely remember going in there. See, I I don't remember ever going in there. I don't remember ever having to go in there. But this time I did. So I'm one of those people who try and go in everywhere. Well, see, um, it turns out you talk to an NPC and he gives you a membership card. You can just walk in. I don't remember doing that before. I may have done it before. I just don't remember it. And so it kind of blew my mind. Um, there have also been times because I've I've watched uh, I watched Final Fantasy VII Advent Children the film that follows on from Final Fantasy VII today. I must have watched a completely different cut to that film because it, it seems longer and characters who I only remember being in it briefly were like on screen a lot. But I I have to say I, I actually I love that game I love that series that could be nostalgia talking a bit but that was a really well made game. Up to the point that you get the gold saucer, um, but I do recommend you go through. Yeah, that. I will sit down, and try and go through it. It's, it's just funny. It's just, it's just one of those things that just I, I don't. It's not often I have to happen in a game where I'll just meet it here at a point where it just completely knocks it. I think I've been enjoying it so much. Yeah, and that gold saucer is a, a bit shit of a swing. Bit, it just sort of tarnished everything. No, I, I could. I dude, I have that all the time. Yeah, <clears throat> and gold saucer isn't great. No, in fact, you're at you are at kind of a, a weak part of the story, but it does have some hardcore world building or character building right where you are. Yeah, well, not long after that. Um, I don't think I've actually played Final Fantasy VII properly in nearly a decade. So this uh, this has actually been kind of nice. Yeah, and to play it on Xbox was interesting uh because now it turns out that Xbox has a pretty large selection with the recent re-releases on Xbox because they recently got 7 9 10 and 10 to um one of the PSP games that I can't remember the name of and 12 but are they because, just releasing them on Xbox or those on PlayStation as well? No, these are all on PlayStation as well cool. uh, and on uh, Nintendo Switch. But the Xbox has the added bonus of also having backwards compatibility with the Xbox 360 games, 13, 13 2, um, Lightning Returns, and obviously Final Fantasy 15 is on there too. So... There's a huge selection of Final Fantasy games now available on Xbox. Mm. Uh, even more on PC, though. I think that might be more than on PlayStation 4, but it's it's been nice to just sit there and play it on 
on, on, on just play it just to have it ac- accessible uh, having it accessible to nearly everyone which drives me on to my next my actual game that I was playing up to that point uh, Shenmue do you know of Shenmue yeah you played it I've not played it, but I know of it. Okay, so it's an open worldy ish game developed in the late Drive 90s. Drive forklift. Yes, you can. Actually, I'd never done that before, up until recent history. So, it's an open world e game developed by Yu Suzuki and Sega for the Sega Dreamcast. It was a very early example of um, kind of an open worldy adventure game. Of, of this type where you play the character um, Rio your father is a martial arts master and you come home one day and find that there's a strange car parked outside your family dojo you go to the dojo your dad is now getting his ass kicked by random Chinese guy and it turns out this guy is like a member of the Chinese mafia the tribes yeah basically and, I mean, you don't get a huge amount because from this point on, your dad gets wrecked. Chinese guy takes something from your father and then waltzes off. Rio is now out for revenge. You now have to kind of... All you have is literally, it was a Chinese guy that killed your father and the car they were driving. Rio then has to go around town and find out information that will eventually lead him back to this man. Um, And you'll get this from walking... Right, so basically, you have a day and a night cycle. You can walk around and talk to NPCs. You can interact with all manner of objects. Like, you can literally open up drawers in your house. Just walk around your house, open up drawers, look at items that are in there, pocket the items. You can dial the phone... Um, check the phone book. Uh, just all you know, all manner of things. It was a very early open world game. It was very for its time. It was very detailed. Yeah, I remember reading that they've actually got to the point where they actually made it so that the weather on the dates matched the weather back then. I believe. I believe that might have been a thing. Sure, I've I've read that. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was very very good for the time. Um, voice acting was a bit flaky because you know I'm playing the uh, the English version. There was a Japanese version, obviously, it was done by a Japanese team. But I had never, ever, ever finished it. It's basically Rio's quest to find the man who killed his father, and it was developed alongside Shenmue Two, and it was supposed to be a five parter, I believe, but the game tanked hard and it, it sold practically nothing anywhere yeah it's one of those games that as you say everybody who played it thought it was brilliant but nobody bought it yeah basically but because they sold <laughs> because they developed the second one alongside it they were like we'll just release both and then just be done with it it's done now Shenmue 2 is a thing it's done so basically you'd finish Shenmue 1 Load your save file up for Shenmue 2, and I guess at the end of Shenmue 2, you're supposed to load up for Shenmue 3. That never happened, so... Shenmue 3 is coming, after a Kickstarter and uh, some funding by Sony. It is coming, but sometime this year, I think. 
So oh. I thought for for a laugh, I'd gotten quite a way through the adventure of Shenmue. Um, back in the day, back on the Dreamcast. And I picked it up on PC when it came out on PC. But because I was playing on the Xbox, I thought, you know what, I'll I'll that's cheap on the Xbox. I'll pick it up and I'll have a go. See how it goes. And it turns out I was literally right on top of the end. Right on top of the end. Isn't that always the Dreamcast. way? I say right on top of the end. I was on the last, like the last section of the game. Um, everyone talks about how they love the, they love the world, they love the characters, they love the fact that you can explore and interact with all these characters. You can just, you can dick around and go to the arcade if you want. You can go to an arcade. You can go play darts. You can go play on some of the games. There are actually full arcade games in Shenmue. So I always make the joke that uh, when you buy this game, it's Sega's hang-on arcade game with Shenmue attached. You get Shenmue with it. You get Space Harrier and Hang On, and Shenmue comes free. But anyway, yeah. So you you know you, you get to dick around, interact with all these characters, and story of revenge. And years and years later, I mean, what? When did it come out? Like two thousand, two thousand one. I finally finished it in twenty nineteen on a completely different platform, even though I've owned it on Dreamcast. Uh, I owned the sequel on Dreamcast and Xbox and then waited for it to be kind of HD remade on... Was it everything you hoped it would be? Oh! Oh, it's... It, also, you've built up over these years, haven't you, to yourself, and, but never completed it. I didn't think I'd ever finish it. I didn't think I'd ever go back to it, to be honest. Was the ending all that I expected? No, but I happened to know what was going to happen at the end anyway. But it was still a bit of a... Oh, that's what happened? That's how it happened? Uh, okay. Um, I mean, it doesn't help that if you owned it on the original Xbox, Shenmue 2 on the original Xbox, because they didn't release Shenmue 1 on the original Xbox, they gave you what was called Shenmue the Movie, which was all of the key sequences of Shenmue 1 put on a DVD. So you just had to put it in and watch it, and then, okay, now you're ready for Shenmue 2. The sort of um, catch-up mode. Yeah, that was well. That was it. It was a catch-up disc. Um, it was okay. All games were. I remember when um, they released Wesker's Report for the PlayStation Two. It was, a, it was just a half-hour-long thing that just basically got you up to speed, ready for Code Veronica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good times. <laughs> um, it was okay. I mean, the game hasn't aged very well, but you could see what they were trying to do at the time. Um, you know, the controls were stiff. Um, you know, interactions with characters were a bit flaky sometimes. Voice acting was atrocious. Some parts, there was so much dead space, you wanted to bang your head into a table. Because, like, I don't know, it would be nine o'clock in the morning, you've gone to town, and it's like, okay, I have to go and find this character who apparently turns up outside this shop at about 7pm. So you've got from 9am until 7pm to just burn. And there is no, like, wait command or fast travel, or anything like that. You literally have to wait. You have to go and kill time. Next, you'll tell me it's real time. No, no, <laughs> thankfully. But, you know, it, other than, that was really a, my only real complaint about the game, is just sometimes you had to just sit and twiddle your thumbs. To be fair, for, at the time I was on port, though, they probably didn't themselves about the idea of a... Because I, I don't think... Um, 
because also I don't think the Elder Scrolls always had weight commands until was it Moen had the first one that had a weight command? I think command? so, yeah. Yeah. So pretty sad, you just had to wait. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you didn't have to wait a huge <coughs> amount of time, and there were other things you could do. Like as I say, you could go to the arcade, you could go to shops, um, you know, to like buy food, batteries, which you could use, buy flashlight, which you could use, um, candles, matches fucking music cassettes that you could listen to. There was a full world there, so there was plenty of things yeah. for you to dick around with. I remember playing Oblivion, so I wasn't going to use the weight command. wasn't going to use it. I'm nah. sure. Yeah. That lasted all of three hours. And then all of a sudden, I started using the weight command. I was like, I can't fit out with this. I, see, I did try to stay away from the U Arcade, which is where I normally spend all of my time in Shenmue, but <laughs> I went there quite a lot. Um, but yeah, it's actually really straightforward. As you find... You know, the game gives you a notebook, and as you reach a kind of a plot point, it will write down what you have to do. Go and find so-and-so at such and such a place. And it's literally just telling you where to go, and you can fill in gaps along the way. Mm. Um, you can learn martial arts. No, I have an actual gripe. Combat in that game is bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. It feels awful. Uh, Rio is, a, is supposed to be a, you know, a, a boy raised in martial arts. It doesn't feel good. He may have been raising it, but he never took to it. Clearly, because it, it doesn't it doesn't feel good. And thankfully, there isn't a whole hell of a lot of combat there. Oh my god! And it's an early example of quick time events in games. There's, oh. like, there's quite a few of them in the grand scheme. Um, although, thankfully, they do just literally say, "Oh, you fucked this up. Replay," and you it'll just redo that scene again. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's all right. I would like to go through Shenmue Two. But this is where I'd like to have a little gripe. Okay, I'm, I'm, I can't really explain Shenmue 1 very well other than saying it's an open world revenge story, go fucking play it. Because Shenmue 3 is coming out, Shenmue 1 and 2 are available on near enough everything, with the exception of Switch. Here's my beef. Shenmue 3 is only being put on PS4 and PC. Ram is just reeled back from the microphone as if to say, Why? PS4 and PC, that's a random combination. Yep. There's a lot of games that are only on PS4 and PC. And he's thinking to himself, right, so hang on, so it came it's out got, on Dreamcast. My first thought was, it's got to be a Microsoft thing. It's got to be a, It's got to be something Microsoft have done to him, nope. or haven't done to him, or it's got to be a Sony thing. It's a Sony thing. So Sony said they would fund marketing if there was an exclusivity deal for the PlayStation 4. However, it turns out Sony have actually pulled that because since about 2015, they've barely done dick. So we're all wondering now, is there going to be an Xbox version? Because if there's an Xbox version, that now means that Sony has no faith in the product. And they're now trying to grab as much cash as they can. Or, uh, the, you know, the developer or the publisher is trying to grab as much cash as they can, but... Because um, that does that mean that the game isn't? That's be very a bit harsh. Though. They very much want as many people as possible who to play, play the game rather than tie themselves down to one system. Sure, but then that means that Sony has looked at it and gone, "We don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to pay for the marketing on this." No, um, which is worrying. But to be fair, the first few didn't sell very well. You could probably you can only understand that. Yeah, for sure. Because when when they when they took Shenmue around. Microsoft didn't want it, I don't think Nintendo wanted it, and Sony was a bit mm, on it, and they said, look, do a crowdfunding thing, that'll give us a gauge of the interest in it, and if it's successful, we'll market it. 
and that's you know that's what happened. But Sony doesn't seem to be all that warm to the idea of Shenmue Three anymore. I want them to release it on every platform, please. Give us Shenmue One and Two on Switch for a start, right? We've already got it on Xbox. Shenmue One and Two on Xbox One. They're on PlayStation 4 as well. Give it to everyone. I know it's not a huge, a huge seller on Xbox. But please, give people the opportunity. Don't force them to go out and buy a PlayStation if they want to fucking play this game. Mm. If you don't already have it. Um, there are some people out there who don't own. You know, And if, if it turns out that you're going to... Because I don't know if this actually worked on the, um, on the HD remakes of the game... Uh, I don't know if your save file from HD remake of Shenmue 1 carried over to Shenmue 2. My god, if it turns out it does carry over from Shenmue 2 to Shenmue 3, I'm going to be fucking furious because I've been playing it through on Xbox. Shenmue 3 isn't coming on Xbox. Yeah. Um, give people the opportunity, please. Um, I do not like console exclusives. I don't. I look at the number of games coming out in the near future, even some fighting games that I would like to play. They're not coming to Xbox. They're only coming out on PlayStation. It's like, well, my PlayStation's bust, and I don't really fancy buying another PlayStation yeah. end of life just to play these games. That's not fair. I mean, it kind of is, because, you know, it's corporate greed at its finest, yeah. but it's not, there would be nothing hurting them to put it on that system. Good game. Currently being soured to it, though, by shitty marketing deals yeah um have you ever thought of trying the series i'll be honest no i haven't i know of it i i, I can see it. i i've never thought of giving it a go i mean i think my when it comes to big open world games i tend to shy away from them a little bit now because they're mm. just such an investment of time in the grand scheme after i beat it it's probably only about 16 hours well that's not too bad considering the time i mean i they only had like a gig to work with so it's it was never going to be a massive game. Um, I mean, it literally takes place in the area around Rio's house, the street outside Rio's house, um, another small street around that. It's um, just like a town area. I always say and a warehouse. I always say sort of the big bad, the one who beat, beat, beat his father up, actually lived to live next door. Well, no, <laughs> because the idea is in Shenmue too. You go to China. Ah. You actually go to China to try and find the, the, the you know, this big bad. Um, like I say, the idea was it was supposed to take place for five discs, or it was supposed to be five games, but it got cut short. Um, really hope they actually wrap it up this time with Shenmue 3, but yeah. I'm, I'm worried that because it's been so long since it came out, since Shenmue came out, there's no way it's going to live up to this hype. Yeah. There's no way it's going to live up to the hype. But I was glad to be... I was glad to finally beat Shenmue 1. I was a bit shocked to find out how close to the end I was and how quickly I burnt through it. Um, yeah, it was still fun. It yeah. was still fun. Minor flaws, shoot its age, but it was still fun. I thought, the of times I've had a game, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play this game tomorrow night. Yeah, I've only got, oh, I must be getting, I'm not getting towards the end, but I'm not that far. I mean, I'll, I'll spend a couple of hours on tomorrow night. Start the game next day. Ten minutes later, oh, I've finished it. Yeah, I've I've done that before as well. I did that with um, some of the East games as well. Ah, oh, probably got a while ago as yet. Oh, I've done it. Um, <laughs> no, Shenmue was. The, I had to gripe about it because, you know, as I said, Final Fantasy VII is on everything. Mm. 
That's a square product. That was fun, you know, that was a Sony thing back in the day, and now it's on everything. Shenmue is going to literally get kicked. Because it's going to be on PlayStation and PC. I will buy it on PC when it comes out, but my machines are absolute dog shite, mm. so I don't know if I'm going to be able to properly play it. I want to play it and not have, like, micro stutters and things like that ruin my experience. Yeah. So... There you go. And I don't want to buy a new PlayStation 4. No. That would be a bit awkward. So... Well, I've been playing... I've, um, I've done my bit. Um... I've been on to. Have you got any other games to talk about? Um, Before we move on, Xbox One enhanced mode for Xbox 360 games is pretty good. Okay. I beat EDF 2017 on Xbox One. It was an Xbox 360 game. You blow up giant insects. It's a kaiju fan's wet dream. It's fun. Okay. Play it. Okay. That's it. Okay. Um, I've ranted about Earth Defense Force. Yeah. EDF 2017 is basically the first game in the series. EDF 4.1 follows on from that. Um, EDF is plagued with slowdown on um, last generation consoles, but for some reason playing it on Xbox One was quite smooth. So, well, you've got some magic jiggery. Well, because it's obviously it's run an emulator, and if an emulator is accurate, it tends to slow everything down as it would on the system. Mm. But they've done some jiggery pokery to get it to run smooth, so I I can't complain because it was fun. Set a frame rate to two off, and it it worked. It was good. Play EDF. Right then. Go. Okay. um, So on to TV. Um, So I finished Battlestar this week. Glad to kind of talk about a couple weeks ago. Yep. And the last now he's gone and fucking said I'm not gonna be able to upload this episode. Uh, okay. Sorry. And the last thing about Star to get is very very dark. Lots of bad things. Lots of bad shit happens. So I finished. Like I need a bit of a palate cleanser. And I initially dismissed this series until he needs a palate cleanser. Bad shit happens. I know where he's going uh, with this. You. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Okay. But this is a comedy. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching Good Omens. Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Yes. And it was a Neil Gaiman that sort of drew me into it more because I've, I've read a couple of Pratchett books. I never got into them. Mm-hmm. I've watched some of the adaptions. I like the adaptions. Um, but I wouldn't say myself I was a massive Pratchett, Pratchett fan. Your dad, but, on the other hand. Oh, he's obsessed with Terry Pratchett. Well, I would say it's the wrong way. He, he likes Terry Pratchett. He's got all the books, all the various tie books as well. He's read Good Omens and he told me about it and he's the one who sort of gave me an idea of what the story was and I thought, actually, that sounds quite cool. Yep. Um, so I decided to watch it and it's because Neil Gaiman. I like Neil Gaiman. I like his urban fantasy he does. This is basically urban fantasy tied with Pratchett humour. Mm-hmm. So, it's set in the storyline of Good Omens. Um, the, the Bible was totally true. The Earth is only 6,000 years old. Dinosaurs are put in there basically to troll, troll paleontologists. As you do. As you do. That's what the reason they're there. And it follows a angel, because I, I, I can never pronounce his name. Azurafel. Azurafel, that's it. And also and a demon called Crawley. And Crawley is the snake at the Garden of Eden. Azurafel was in charge of guarding the gates at the Garden of Eden, or one set of the gates. And basically they... Um, Crawley's the one who basically tempts Adam and Eve out by giving them the apple and so forth and tempts them out and so forth and they basically are these like, I mean, the two representatives of hell and heaven on earth and they 
sort of quite early on, sort of a bit of a, not as much a friendship, but like a respect for each other. Mm. But then as time goes on, as they sort of start crossing each other's paths and they basically become chums. Yep. Um, friend, not even friends, but they are actually friends. Yep. And all's going quite well. And then 6,000 years later, Crowley gets called to a meeting and he gets handed the Antichrist. Yep. Antichrist has been born. Here it is. The time of Armageddon is upon us. When he's 11 years old, six days after his 11th birthday, Armageddon happens. And Crowley sort of takes and does his job and sort the baby out and so forth. And he thinks himself, he kind of sighs, he kind of likes Earth as it is. Yeah, he's not happy with the idea. He's, I mean, honoured that he's got the job, but he doesn't really want it because he's got... He's, he's happy got, he's, with where he's he is. He's got a nice house. He's got his bent, his old classic bent. He's owned since new. It's like 19, 1930s, 40s Bentley. He's owned it since new. Um, he's got all this stuff. And he, he's got as a nice property. You know, he just lives a life of luxury, basically. He doesn't really like hell that much. Mm. Um, he's come to appreciate the things that humanity has created. Yeah. As has a Zerophel. They both... Well, yeah. Well, basically, what they said is that they've developed all traits of humanity. So, um, demons don't have any imagination. No. But Crawley has got an imagination because he's been on humans so much and he's all thing. And they've rubbed uh, off on him. Yeah. And the other one, the angel, Aziraphale. That's it, Aziraphale. He similarly, he sort of like developed a similar sort of relationship to humanity. Or like he sort of picked up bits and pieces that other angels don't. I mean, he can interact with them, whereas other angels like have no clue when they come to Earth. They literally don't know what how to talk to people. They question so him, don't they? In the in the show, he's eating, and they're like, "Why are you eating?" Yeah, you don't need to do it. It's just what makes me look fit in more more humans. Yeah, yeah. but it's just in the first sort of minute when he and, meets... yeah, and he actually he just he enjoys it. It's something that he likes to go yeah. and do. Now, obviously, they can't officially work together. Officially, of course. So um, they come to the idea. Well, quote as well. If I was to go to this boy and try and corrupt him into the ways of our law of the demon of the you know of Satan, but you happen to go along as well and try and stop me, it'd be a shame if you managed it, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Nudge, nudge, ring, quick. So they sort of do that. They sort of decide to. I'll, I'll, so I'll give as I always do this. I'll give a sort of spoil bits for the first episode yeah although the spoilers actually you know about well in advance before they know about it you know about these fishies well in advance so they do this they they follow this, the antichrist from where he's born and so forth and all the way up to um he gets to his 11th birthday and they decide to do, try and sort of like do one last sort of distraction with their birth with a he's going to get given a hellhound for his 11th birthday and um they then realise, and oh yeah, because Zero Five decides to do a magic show at the eleventh birthday, but he decides to do actual. He doesn't. He, although he can, ma- he can do miracles and do it all properly. He decides to do it as a human would and does it really badly. That's yeah. quite cool. Um, they get there, and they sort of time comes, and wait for the Hellhound to turn up to sort of this boy, and it doesn't turn up. And they realise, oh, we done fucked up. We've found the wrong boy for the last eleven years. Mm. And it turns out back in, and he, again, he finds out quite early on, back at the nunnery. Uh, so there are a couple of uh, a couple of families about to have a child on the day that the Antichrist is supposed to come they, to the world. Um, they both end up at a nunnery. Only one of them is supposed to end up there. And they kind of fuck up and palm off the Antichrist to the wrong family. Yeah, there's one nun who gets who doesn't, doesn't wasn't there for the briefing because they, they didn't trust her. And then Croge walks up to him and goes... 
yeah, there's a baby that goes in that room. Because yep. he got told by the father, because the father thought he was a doctor. Oh, yeah, it's unit room three. Craig goes, enough. Yeah, room three, walks off and leads her to it. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong one. So, yep. yeah, they swap with the wrong one. So, the story basically it follows those two and sort of their history as well. There's a whole, like, there's episode three, just half it's dedicated to just their past, how you know each other, and the, basically the approach to the end of the world. Um, there's witches in it as well, there's witch finders in it as well, and how they all sort of tie together. You know, and it's basically as they get towards the apocalypse and how they're going to stop it, and if they can figure out how to stop it somehow. And it's also worth knowing that sort of the force of heaven and hell kind of both want the apocalypse to happen. They want an excuse to go at each other, mm-hmm. and so the apocalypse like they want it to happen. So not totally a bit when they sort of like say about trying to stop it, that both heaven and go. Why would you want to do that for? We we want to take on the, the demons. We want to. Why would you want to stop it for? Mm-hmm. And that's basically how they go on. So it's uh, it's it's. I said the theme of it is well, it's not often that I watch a series, a comedy, and I actually laugh out loud when I'm by myself. And there are several bits in there where I literally just found myself laughing out loud. I really enjoyed it. I found the they've picked Martin Sheen, David Tennant as the two main angels. Martin Sheen being as the Aziraphale, David Tennant being Crawley or yep. Crowley as he changed his name to later on. Um, and they nail it, to be honest. They they nail from 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 what people everybody's been saying, they nail the characters perfectly. Yep. Um and they just work so well. I mean Dave Tony I think does a brilliant job of quality. They just they're just the right personality types as well. Um it's also I mean, I don't know a lot about the book, so I've not watched it, so read it. I mean I looked through the reviews to see what people are thinking of it. It's got very good reviews. For my people, most people are saying it's really close to the books, it's really accurate to the books, just it's really faithful. Just what we want. There's also a lot of negative reviews. You know what the negative reviews are saying? Mm. It's too much like the books. What? Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, you are what, but it's an adaption of the book, so it's got, it wants to be close to the book. And you'll complain that it's too close to the books, they haven't changed it all. Well, we don't want it to change. If, for someone who hasn't read the book, I want to see something that's like interpretation, but that's relatively faithful. Yeah. So I get the books like, and you'll say, but you'll say, no, it should be completely different. See, the trouble is when you, when you have adaptations of books for the big screen, they're going to take liberties with things that don't fit yeah. on the big screen. So pacing issues and things like that. Yeah. But why so, would you want yeah. them to take liberties with the story if it fits? Well, that's what I said, actually, the trouble... Patrick's Discworld novels, while they've never really worked on screen, it's because there's so much, a lot of their humour is based in description. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like the, all the play on words, for example, and sewer rats and so forth. That won't translate well to a screen because people just think, oh, they're just pronouncing insurance funnily. They won't get the joke. Yeah. So that's why Discworld, I always think they've done a fair, done what they can. They never really work that well. Mm-hmm. But Neil Gaiman, he wanted to, because Sir Terry's not here anymore. Rest his soul. Rest his soul. He wanted to keep it as faithful to. He'd probably be quite pissed that we said that, you know. He probably would be. Bless him. Yeah. Yeah. He would want to try keep it as close as he could to the books for basically because he says there's like. Well, at the end of the day, you can't you can't change things because if you do, what if Terry wouldn't have been happy with that? That's exactly like, what you Neil can't Gaiman exactly you, you know you Terry's not there you. to QQ about it and say, look here mate, you no, you can change this bit, but you're not changing that bit. That's like the main piece. Well there's one sort of sequence um early on where you learn a bit about history of the witch fires and so forth. 
And they didn't, the producers, the producer didn't want to actually film it. They wanted to like do a narration with like sort of wood carvings type thing to sort of depict it. And Neil Gaiman thought himself, thought, no, Terry wouldn't want that. Mm-hmm. He would not want it done that way. He would want it done live action. So he actually said, no, it's going to be done live action. He he stuck his guns, which I like the fact that he actually stuck up and said, no, if you're going yeah, to do good. it, go do it properly. Luckily, he's a big enough name now. He can get away with doing that. I mean, if he was a smaller, if Terry joined up some smaller author, he would have had the clout, but he's you know he's got a lot of big stuff in his belt. He can get away of saying nope, we are going to do it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. I respect that. And even at the premiere, there was a seat signed where Terry's hat was put on it in the box of popcorn because they wanted he said he wanted to be at the premiere, but because he couldn't. Yeah, but the the whole idea was that um, Terry had suggested to uh, to Neil that they they make Good Omens a thing for the telly because Pratchett's had so much trouble getting his stuff put on the telly. Um, Neil Gaiman's like, yeah, sure, cool. Thinking that, you know, Terry's going to be around for a few more years. And then... He wasn't. Yeah, and then Neil Gaiman was like, this kind of almost became... His obsession, yeah. Yeah, like, a, a, you know, I would grant my friend his, uh, his part and wish. Yeah, very sad actually. When you think about it, it is. Um, but I'm glad he did it. Yeah, and um, Neil Gaiman. I think he's actually quite a cool guy. You know, he's, he's kept to. He's keen to keep honest and safe. Off. He's quite, despite the stuff he writes, is very. Well, when he's by himself, it's very bloody and gory stuff. But he's actually, mm. I think he's actually quite a respectable, cool guy. Yeah, apparently, from what I understand, um, I don't know how accurate this is. Um, I'm sure I read this in one of uh, Pratchett's books, actually. It might have been in a magazine or something. That uh, Neil Gaiman was one of the first people to actually properly interview... Uh, Neil Gaiman was one of the first people to properly interview Terry for uh, a magazine back when the Discworld stuff started. Way, way, way back in the day. Right. Like in the 80s. That, that was just it. That's how they became... Oh, so Neil Gaiman has been, been writing stuff for a long time. Very long time. Well, you've got to think Good Omens is what... Uh, late 80s early 90s I think it was published early 90s wasn't it yeah there are some sort of acronyms in it which don't really fit there's like a couple of characters who their backstories would make sense if they'd grown up from the 1980s but don't necessarily make so much sense now yeah um, and they do have changed a few bits for it like you know in the book uh, he decides to crow decides to cause disruption he severs the landlines yeah Obviously, now well, that wouldn't work now. So now he's got some mobile phone network. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've done a few little bits to update it and so forth. Yeah. But then you kind of have to because otherwise it would fall. You'd have to, yeah. They've, they've changed it when they need to. Yeah. They've updated things when they need to to keep it relevant and sort of still modern day. Although it never specifies when present day is, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Um, they've done that, but they, I've, I would say, yeah, I mean, I've, I, as well, I tell it. I literally watched it over the course of three days. I would have watched it in a day, but I had work. So I like, oh, I was got to like, I got through, got to three episodes. I thought I'd love to watch the four. I'd love to watch all six, but I need to go to work tomorrow. And the next day, I was a late night, so I watched one, and I was up late, so I watched two. So over the course of three days, I watched the whole lot. Sure. And as soon as I finished watching, I want to start watching it again. <laughs> I enjoyed it that much. I, like, oh, I just want to watch that from the start again. It so. seemed quite nicely produced. I did have one beef quite early on, though. What? The audio mix in episode one seemed a bit 
floaty in places. Yeah, that's because you're an audio perfectionist, and I didn't notice. God, it, so. I wish I was, but that no, I don't know. Just sometimes volume seemed a bit out there. Things seemed a bit more spacious than they probably should have been. Uh, well, I say I noticed that. Well, like I say you're an audio perfectionist, so you give audio files a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anything from you for TV for you? No, I started watching and I didn't I didn't get a chance to finish much more okay. than episode one, so I need, I still need to watch it. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Um so the only thing I think we need to talk about is our big event. <gasps> yep, it's that time of year again. Slightly later that time of year again. Um twenty four hour podcast. Yeah, technically it would have been today, tomorrow? Yeah, stuff like that. It's the last one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first first what would have been podcast weekend in June. The first podcast yeah, I'm pretty sure it was so. that was the ninth ish. Yeah. Eighth, ninth. Yeah, sounds that sounds about right. Last year. So yeah, it would have been this time last year basically. Red Nerds twenty four hours. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> and we're planning We survived. We haven't pod faded and we didn't kill each other in the yeah. last one. So we're planning it for the what would be our next podcast day, which would be the 22nd. I think so, 22nd, 23rd. I'll, I'll check the diary. We better, we better get this right. 22nd. 22nd and 23rd. Um, so the idea is we're going to be streaming for 24 hours. Um Start time to be confirmed because mm. I work on a Saturday now, every Saturday. Yeah. So I'll be basically sort of what time I can get away, get home, get changed, and get here. But probably sort of probably looking, I think, sort of mid afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So like sort of two, one, two o'clock time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trophy stream, we're going to be playing a selection of games um, PC, console. Um, you've got a. We've got uh, someone, one of our listeners coming over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who'll be saying that weekend will be joining us. Yep. Um, that poor bastard. Yeah, unlucky man. I warned him. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's the plan. We're going to have 24 hours of absolute funnage. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, I'll try to keep up more this time rather than fall asleep midway through. That's all good. Although, I'll, although having been at the farm all day and the day before, I might be quite tired. I'll be a dribbling wreck by the time we get to the end of it. Yeah, um, we're going to do a selection of games. We're going to try and sort some sort. I'm going to try and find a torture game mm. that we tried to do last time, but my PC right at that point, Steam decided it wasn't going to play it anymore. PC said no, no. If so, if it played two days previously, fine. Because I tested it to make sure it worked. It said no, mate. No. This is already getting stressful enough as is. How about how about we skip? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So. Uh, basically, it, um, we've got a few ideas what games we want to play. Mm-hmm. If anyone's got any requests, by always at cost. And if we've got them, we'll have a look at them. Yep. Uh, if it's got whatever, it's got to be something that we can either do in a couple of hours or something that you can drop in, drop out. So a big long RPG might not be the you know like sort of in depth story based RPG. It's probably not the best choice. Yeah, for sure. But anything like you know you mentioned about doing Monster Hunter. Um, I might do a bit of Rimworld because that's sort of a drop-in, drop-out type thing. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few ideas and we'll try and have some fun. See how it goes. Yeah. Just wing it, mate. Yeah. So I will. what I'll do is um, try and set up to do like, I'll, I've got a count how once we've decided on that time frame, I'll do like an announcement video yeah. or something saying it'll be at this time. Um, but yeah, just come join us on Twitch. 
And the U2, oh, you can't do U2 fast, U2, can you? Do we know this one last week? We could only use Twitch. No, we can. We can do. We both. Only do, we it only just do won't save an archive on YouTube. Uh, probably what it is. I know for some reason I I take spoiling over to you. I take spoiling over to YouTube in smaller chunks. I had to down. Well, actually, I had to download it from Twitch, which and which is built in download. It didn't work, so I had to uh. use I had to use a third party Twitch downloading tool to download the file from Twitch. Yeah. And then I split it all up and upload it to YouTube. Yeah, because I think in, YouTube has a limit to how big the file size can be. Yeah, I split it all. Yeah, I don't, and I think the latest 12, I think you're right, 12 hours is its limit. Yeah. But yeah, I downloaded it all. I just split it all up into game segments and then uploaded it all to, all to, all to the US of the Tubus. But yeah, 24 hour live stream. We're mad, aren't we, really? Hopefully, well, this <laughs> works. I mean, I've been fiddling around with a. Uh, set up we actually well, we, we actually more pen than last time the last time the studio wasn't even built when we yeah that was it it was built the day before yeah the first time we probably actually got to set up and there was the, probably the evening beforehand yeah um well I because I stayed up I stayed up late downloading loads of stuff to my computer because also it's going to be offline because they have a network cable, so I had to be doing it all offline. Mm-hmm. So I was downloading all the stuff to my computer. That is still going to be the same issue. That's fine. Time, I'll, this time, though, I'll plan to do it more in advance. Oh, shit, this is going to be a problem. I can't play Monster Hunter if I can't get a network connection out there. That's very true. I'm going to have to work on that. <laughs> Round, bring your network central good thing we, uh Good thing we thought about that. Yeah, that would have been embarrassing, mode. Oh, why isn't this working? Oh, shit. Oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out, though. I think I've actually got a network switch in my server cabinet that might still work. <laughs> so I might have to just do I've that. got a network switch. Spare network switch. We might have to do some tests yeah. between now and then. See yeah. what we can do. We'll figure out. That's our problem to wipe out. We'll figure out the day before. Yeah. <laughs> there was that. Hopefully, one of this magic. We're going to, we are going to be more organised because last time it was like we got. I bought it all over that first. But. but Half past nine Saturday, I think I bought it all over. Yeah. Half, no, it was early, it was like half eight. I bought it all over. We were supposed to be up at half past nine, and we didn't start until about 11. No, we arranged to start broadcasting at 12. And I bought it all over at um, about half you know, about eight o'clock, half past eight, I think I bought it all over. And yeah, we plugged it all up, and nothing. Oh yeah, your monitor didn't work, did it? No. What was the problem in the end? I can't remember. Uh, it, was, it was the order you plugged into the, um, you had like a splitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, And sure, it's sure. the order you plugged it in. You moved the order around, it all worked. The PC had to be... Yeah, there was a handshaking issue. The PC had to be the top connection. Fucking cables. Yeah, because <laughs> I thought it was a PC. I thought, hey, he's trying to think it was yeah, a PC. Yeah, you freaked the... Well, we freaked the fuck out, because didn't you go back home to try and grab some other bits? I went back home and bought some other... Net- I, got, I think I bought a second monitor with me as a backup. Because that was a disaster. Yeah. To start with, I thought, oh, shh. We stumbled at the first hurdle. Yeah, um, but in the end, we just plugged it around to different. Yeah, I think you had to make that the like the first connection. Then it all worked lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was an exciting. That was an exciting sort of half an hour. Yeah, um, I'm hoping the audio and stuff works this time around. I've, I've, there's actually a setup out there right now. If you went out there and just pressed a couple buttons, you'd be live on. All right, let's go then. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll probably, um, if anyone tunes into like the Rand Nose channel, there might just be some random like twenty four hours of fluff. I'm going to be doing some stress tests on it in a, yeah, in a couple of days. Okay, well there you go. Um, 
Oh, something to look forward to then, stress test. Yeah. Um, so I will try and make sure this podcast is actually launched and loaded in time for the 22nd, because last time I forgot to upload, I forgot to release the podcast. Oh, the one announcing that we were The one announcing it was for hours. I had to add, go back and add a bit at the front saying, yeah, anything I'm talking about this podcast and we're putting you up for actually happened over a week ago. Sorry. <laughs> that was, that was, it's like, yeah, my cock up, sorry. Minor technical yeah, problems. I forgot to set it from draft to published. Good job. I won't do that this time. <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, I say we're looking forward to it. We're sort of like, oh, we have committed ourselves to it again, haven't we? Why oh did we my do God, that? why did we do that? Yeah. You'd have thought we'd have learned the first time. Yeah. No. No. <sighs> and then I'll get home at three o'clock on four, three or four o'clock on Sunday, and I'll go. I'm going to sleep now. That's it. That's it. Well, the thing is, I, though, the the um the chap who's coming down is Sam. It's going to be me, you, and Zaber Mall. Um, this is Zaber's holiday, <laughs> and he's taking so, part in a 24-hour live stream of us. Yeah. <laughs> where's he? St- is he? Where's he actually staying? He's going to be staying at my mum's place. Oh really? Yeah. So not got a, lot, a whole hell of a lot of space no, I was going to say, that's, that's a bit of a shock to the system, isn't it? Has he ever met your mum? Nope. He's, he's spoken to my mum. He's never... He's going to have a shock to the system there, isn't he? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, it's going to be bad enough he's going to be hanging out with me, you and Inky for fucking 24 hours. Mm. And Tom, potentially. Potentially. Where, where is Tom? I look, for, I look for the rock and he's not here. Uh, we lost him. Or, or the warlock might have come here and, uh, you know, poof. Brought him back. No, that warlock's a lazy sod. He wouldn't have come here. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe. Unlikely, but maybe. Improbable. Highly can unlikely. Get, can we get some like sort of smoke machine for the twenty-four hours so we can just have Tom merge out some smoke? <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll well, almost like sort of like stage sparks. They saw fire spark and sort of appears. It's like front. Oh look, Tom is here. What do you know? Yeah. Give it fifteen minutes. He's gone. Evening, again. everyone. Yes, there he is. He's like, what? Are... We're gonna have to tell him. He's gonna have to download loads of stuff onto his PlayStation. Yes, I'll speak to him about that. Say anything you want to play must be on there, so it can be played offline. Yeah, I shall speak to him. Yep. 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 Hopefully. Yeah. You never know. He might turn yeah. up. Yeah. Bless him. He yeah. might be derocked. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, he did say he was going to come here for the whole twenty-four hours. He did. Have we got that on audio? Uh, somewhere, yes. Ah, I think so. Of Tom, and he said to me, "Oh, I mean, admittedly, though, he does work to like four o'clock, so that's no excuse." Yeah, no excuse. Come straight here afterwards. Change his shirt to because for social media policy reasons, mm-hmm. change his shirt, and then straight away he's here for twenty-four hours. I won't give him a lift back because I'll probably be not safe enough to drive myself back. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> Just crash out in the garage. Well, we but, need that's what we need to do is just put like a little bed. Well, you see, you'd be right. You see, if I'm going when my outside office is set up, there you go. Yeah, when my outside office is set up, that's got a futon in it. The futon's currently sitting in my garage now, ready for it. You're already prepped and ready. Yeah, futon will be there. It's like, You're well, prepped for next year's 24 hours. Exactly. <laughs> That'll be out the corner and crack in crash out corner. Yeah. Oh, so we're planning at some point in the future we're going to try and do some live streams of some board games. Yep. 
Lots Quite of tabletops. Blood Bowl type sort of situations and mm-hmm. so forth. I might even get Luke to play some Warhammer. We were supposed to do uh, Blood Bowl for the 24 hours, but, but we don't... Logistically. Yeah, we're going to be taking a piss, getting that set up and ready yeah. to go. We ain't got the space, really. No. No, because you... But I don't know how big a Blood Bowl battle mat is. It's quite big. Uh, not in the grand usually, scheme, but if you want to Warhammer, on, you normally work on six before. That's what you normally work on. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme, you could fit it on the coffee table in front of us. It's just setting up everything around it to be able to live stream it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's the thing. Is it takes up quite it's, a bit of It's the gear that goes around it, not the actual game itself that's going yeah. to be a problem. Mm. So. But yeah, we'll have that. Well, hopefully, it'd be nice if we can do some of those in the future. Yep. I haven't played Blood Bowl since I was in high school. Yeah, I need to buy. I'll, I will buy the set. Cool. I won't necessarily rush to buy it now for the live stream because I can wait a month. Then I'll buy it. I might buy myself a set. Yeah. I could do with a new set. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, then what I want to do? Yeah, because I'm having to get. I'll get to we'll get back into my war game. But I'm trying to do some more smaller scale stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't need massive armies to play. Blood Bowl's a good one because teams yeah. are cheap. Well, they were. So, yeah. Well, reasonably. Well, just buy some normal Skaven models and just paint them up. Yep. Um, stick up little, you know, I'm sure you can find some football, some mini football somewhere, stick them on. I've also been looking at getting a game called Bolt Action, which is a, it's actually written by some actual Warhammer wall mode, but it's a World War Two oh, right. tabletop game. I've been looking at getting that. I thought that'd be quite cool. Sounds neat. Yeah. You can choose the players. I would guess you that's why I'm guessing you would be, want to be the Germans. Yeah, why not? <laughs> You're making it sound like I'm evil. Well, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, a little bit of column. So yeah, so we hope to see you on the June the twenty second. So if this is the audio version, you need to keep an eye on Twitch, also YouTube. Um, I'll change the update on Twitch to announce the time it's going to be launching. Yep. So keep an eye on that. But once we're launched, you, know, so you can come drop in and drop out. We'll play a normal game with a course of 24 hours. We'll be interacting with everybody, talking to everybody through Twitch and so forth. We need to do some more streams on Twitch. We do. We do. I did say I was going to do that last time, but it's been a ball ache just keeping up on my own at this point. Yeah. be nice in some way we could do like streams remotely, you know, where we don't have to be around each other at the time to do it. It'd be nice as a way to do that somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, don't think that's possible, at least not easily possible. If it's split screen, you could probably could do it, could you not? Um, we just got a message, but it came to the wrong place. Well, we are broadcasting on Round Nerds. Ah, but you are being hosted. We are. We have got hosting you on here as well. Yeah, it's just come through to my channel. Just want to throw that out there. Okay. So we didn't see that. We just saw it came up on OBS. So. Well, let's have a look. See, you if... won't be able to see it because that'll refresh chat. Oh, that's annoying. So you can't see chat history? No. That's annoying, isn't it? So IRC is... It doesn't... It's not persistent. Oh, that's rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're hosting us. That's going to confuse people, because obviously they're seeing you here hosting us. Um, but, yeah, come join us. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, Box is best plays with tray made by a tabletop nutcase. It really adds to it, i.e. wrong window. Yes. 
But yeah, I'm going to give it a bit of and try. I don't want to get a patrol to try. It will probably be because I'm terrible. I'm not shit at painting, so it might be just grey miniatures because I am absolutely shit at painting. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We're both colourblind, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you're colourblind, I'm shade blind. So. Oh, this is the reason I've never got into World War II games because World War II games, I feel like they have to be sort of semi-historically accurate, whereas in Warhammer, it doesn't really matter. Uh, look, the oh, look. pink now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My British Defence Force is bright orange. Just like they were in real life. Yeah. They did paint their um, Landros pink. Not Landros, then their Jeeps pink in World War Two, Because in the deserts, pink actually is very good camouflage. I'd have never have thought of checking that. Yeah. The there more you, you know. There you go. The more you know. Rainbow. And now you know. It's an educational show. Though. That's the that's the that's what we should have. We have those little like pop ups like that, and, it's, uh, and as we say, the facts you just pop you up. Just, like, press and now you know. <laughs> we can get get a sword for next time. Cheers. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So for me, the Suffolk Ram. Scazius. I look forward to seeing you in Fortnite on our twenty four hour live stream. <laughs> we've committed <laughs> to it now. That's the bad. Thing. We've actually committed to it. No. Yeah. All right. I get to tell my friend, oh yeah, by the way, next time I'm at yours, I must be away on time because I'm doing live stream for 24 hours and I'm going to be very tired the next day. Mm -hmm. Unpaid. Yeah. And the next day, I'm going up, then on Monday, I'm going back up to the farm to rebuild a Land Rover. As long as, not, as long as you're not fucking around with heavy machinery, you'll be fine. No, I'm not going to throw around heavy machinery. Good. Unless you count the pigs. <laughs> I will admit, I got home off the last one we did. I got home because I think I left here about three o'clock. And I got back home. I sat in the living room. And I, just sat, and I, felt, I said, I'm fine. I felt, absolutely, I felt at that point, I felt absolutely fine. Then I sat down in the chair. And about f ten minutes later, I could feel myself going. And well, long story short, I went to bed at um, about half past five that day. <laughs> and I woke up about eight o'clock the next morning. <laughs> I can't remember when I actually went to bed. I was quite a fair chunk later. I think I did family stuff after that and then yeah. went to bed. Yeah. That's all right. We can do shifts. Try not to become dribbling wrecks by the end of it. Yeah. This will be a laugh. It will or be Or if a laugh. not, we'll die trying. This is laugh last time we did it. Mm -hmm. We need to think of some... See if we can think of some like, sort of like... Like sort of multiplayer games that we can sort of like hot seat. Because we did Worms last time, which was quite fun. Yeah. Um, but we need something we can hot seat on or I might have to have a Nat with Zaber between now and uh, when we have to go get him from the airport because he might have some ideas yeah it'd be nice to see stuff we can all join in on yeah so hopefully the will be with us as well so alright then so see you in 24 for 24 hours see you in 24 hours oh my god See you in, let's see, so 168 times by 2 is 370, 300 and f my brain's at work, it's been a very long day, 336 Numbers. hours, now that's, now, but that's based on nearly midnight, we will, so assuming that we start at 2, so that would have been 10 hours ago, so we'll see you in 318 hours. Now you know. <laughs> I think that's right. That, no, it's good enough. I think that's right. It's good enough. <laughs> if it's right, I'm not convinced it is. Ah, if everyone, if no one turns up, it's fine. By two is 320, 300, no, 328 hours. 
Mate, they already missed it. They already missed a little bit. <laughs> See you in 28 hours ish. 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 <laughs> bye bye, everybody.